Okay, so another another podcast of the week. I think this is our first double podcast within our week for a while now. Um, I mean, it's been a really, really interesting week of information, I guess, which is why we've done this sort of second video. Um, I, I mean, my my transfer strategy has changed a lot now um, since we first recorded. Maybe that's the in, all the injuries and other news that's come about has sort of forced my hand, I think, a little bit. But um, yeah, how, have you guys thought about your sort of transfers going forward? And what what have you guys changed since we last call? Yeah, uh, it's definitely a tougher week, like you're saying. Um, but I think this week's about doing as minimal amount of moves as I could possibly do. I think I'd like to do one and hope that my bench can maybe, like Udogi, can maybe supplement someone like Saka if he doesn't play. Um, I feel like this is a tough week. There's not a lot of concrete information around, so I'd rather do moves next week, if I'm honest. But my team is weak. I do have Madison Saka, who are flagged. Gustav and Jackson, who are red list, I guess, for suspension. So, But yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. There's a lot of 50-50 going on. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm in that same boat as well. I've got Jackson, who's red, and I'm still, I think I mentioned on the last pod, uh, looking for a replacement there. And then I also have, uh, what's his name, Bayer or whatever on Burnley, Jordan Bayer, and he's got double, and he has some decent minutes, so I kind of want to just like toss him in the starting 11, but I don't know. Yeah, I need to look a, a little bit more in depth on how Burnley are going to do against Newcastle and Luton, more, more so Luton. Yeah, no, that's fair. There's always the double guys. I think for me, I mean, I was saying last, last part, I was going to hold my knees and not do a transfer, and I think now I'm definitely doing a wild card whether it's this week or next week um i mean honestly just looking around my squad i think there's a few i will just list off some names of what of who i don't like and why i don't like them i've got chilwell who's injured bad fixtures share who he's not necessarily a problem himself but i would like to downgrade him to botman i uh, just I, I said last part that i don't think there's enough in it for uh you to pay the extra for share Gabriel, Arsenal have really, really tough fixtures, and now they have all these injuries, which is never going to help the defense. As a again, I watched watched that match of the day of Crystal Palace, and they're just really, really poor going forward. I don't really think I trust them that much. And then I've got Mbermo again. Brentford are pulling up like flies with injuries. If you know that squad gets even more weakened, that sort of limits his output. Uh, Foden with Grealish back, Bernardo Silva coming back. Uh, I guess maybe he's going to be coming in and out of the team now. Um, and then again, I looked at his numbers and yeah, I think Thomas, you were saying on the last pod, they are really, really not good. And it's not really worth holding on to him if uh, he's a rotation risk because his numbers aren't as as exposed as, as I thought they would be. They're actually something like 0.15 XGI per 90, which is pretty shocking considering he's playing in like the best attacking team in the world, arguably. Um mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Saka injury news. We can get a bit into more, get more into that later. Jackson, obviously injured. Stupinan has three bad fixtures. Um, so, yeah, uh, just loads of loads of things I don't like about my team. So I think it's either I'm going to hold on this week or I'm just going to get it done this week. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat as you, Tom. My, my finger has definitely hovered over the, the wild card button, I would say. But I don't know. I feel like it's just a tad too early. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's not guaranteed. 
Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like, I think a lot of the time people will look at a wild card that, oh, I mean, obviously I have had a bad start of the season. I'm not denying that. But it's not because I've had a bad start to the season. It's because I've, I can see an avenue to a lot more points, which, you know, as, as we said, it's game week 21 or something that's the um, when the second wild card comes. So if you want to get the most out of your wild card, you know, five game weeks worth of points or whatever plus then yeah you either do it in the middle point because i saw some people talking about like a game week 19 wild card but then it's like a free hit basically it's not a wild card so i think you want to get more sort of out of it out of it than that would you say that people are like way too distracted at the double of uh of luton and burnley would you say that they're like they're way too hyper focused because it's a double so early into the season yeah, I think that's I think that's possibly the case. Like again, if you have your Burnley Luton players, like yeah, you can use them. But at the end of the day, like every other team still has good fixtures. So even if you do play one of your Luton guys, I, I think in most scenarios you're probably benching someone with also a decent fixture as well for a Luton or a Burnley guy. So it's not as clear cut as just like oh get them in, uh, because it probably means you're gonna have to bench someone pretty good. So. Yeah, like yeah, and again, Burnley and Luton, two of the worst teams in the league, down down that end. Uh, obviously, good fixtures, but you can't really rely on them that much. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've seen drafts of people with like Kabore in there, and I'm just like, that could be just two games where they get absolutely thrashed. So. Yeah, I, I have Kabore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, Tom, I'm, Thomas, I'm what do you think? Are you are you going to start him or what? Yeah, he's stuck for me. I, I have a bit of a dilemma at the back anyway. Gusto out. Uh, Doogie's on my bench with a bad fixture. Um, it's super, I would be surprised if he started, but he is the early game, so I think we might be able to find out. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a Kaboy and Trippier, and then I need to decide whether I want to bring someone in. And if you bring someone in, I think Newcastle is the way to go. Um, But I really want Matty Cash, and I don't know if I'll be able to make another defender transfer. Next week or the week after week. that, yeah. he has he has Brighton at home, which I actually think is a decent fixture, and he could be playing a right wing because uh, Leon Bailey's out. But uh, I, I just it it feels I don't know why, but in, intuition wise, it feels wrong. Um, I feel like I should wait one more week to get some more info. Maybe a Dogie just playing new Dogie against Liverpool is not the worst idea. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he pulls up with five points off an assist. Um, yeah, I was but... I was actually thinking that as well, like just looking at him on my bench. And I do think, obviously, I, I I really don't think they'll get a clean sheet, but I really feel kind of weirdly optimistic for him and his chances for uh, an assist or a goal. Um, but obviously, I've got better guys than my starting eleven, so I don't I'm not really forced into that move. Um, yeah. I think yeah. his positioning is quite good, um, <laughs> but I don't think he's really that good of a threat. Um, but he will just because they're a good team that does score goals. He will be randomly involved, like he has been at the start of the season. Um, so yeah, it's definitely fine. I'm actually if the problem is if I was to get put Gusto to a Newcastle defender, then I would probably be looking at taking Udogi out for cash. Um, in the coming weeks, which I'm not sure I really want to do. Um, I'd like to keep Udogi. He's got Luton and Fulham, I think, coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got loads of injury problems, as you were saying, Thomas. And I, I, I'm surprised you're not sort of tempted by the wild card. No, my I, I like this core structure of my team. Um, if Pickford had bad fixtures, I think that might swing me to a wild card weirdly. Um, but no, generally, I don't think the upgrade's that big. I think there's so many good players. 
um, at the moment in the game that like it, you might be getting rid of people just because they've been in your team for a while and you think it's not going to go well in the future. But I'm I'm not like Rashford for example. Like he hasn't been doing very well, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, it's one of those people who'd be out in the wild card, but. I'm going to stick with it because it probably will get some returns um, coming up and he is going down in, in um, team selected. So, and like guys like Haaland and Julia Alvarez are the locks, like Udogi, Trippier, Stupinan. You don't need to move any of those people. Saka, Madison. Um, there's only three to four guys on my team I really would move around. Um, so I don't see the point. I'd rather wait till later and maybe use it when when there's fixture swings when other people don't have the wild card. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You can actually probably get a lot more out of it at the later stage. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's like everyone's using the wild card this week. So there are some gains to be had. But obviously, I'm just moving towards the sort of current template, guys. Yeah. I mean, I think I can fix things with a minus four this week and a minus four next week if I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't even think I have to do that. I think Madison will be okay. Um, Saka, we don't really know, but maybe we'll find out a bit more tonight. Tomorrow morning, um, I think the what it, if if Stupinan was out, um, it would make a really easy route for me to go from Gusto to Cash and just kind of hold my transfers and pray only one person doesn't play, because uh, then Udogi can come off the bench. But yeah, not really sure. This week's a tough week, so I, I don't like doing wild cards in weeks where you don't have lots of information as well. I think they're tough, like the midweek, the weeks that have midweeks and all that. With League Cup and things like that are, are not not ideal for me in wildcarding because I don't know for sure, especially a lot of these injuries and weird suspensions. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was I wanted to talk about like that Saka situation because I think a lot of things I'm seeing on Twitter is like they you know they're talking about in the past where Arteta's um you Saka. Uh, in an interview and said like oh he's not trained and then he's thrown straight in I'm leaning more on the side that I think he's going to be benched Um, my sort of instinct on that comes from like look they've got a really really tough run of fixtures now after this game so obviously Bournemouth away isn't the hardest hardest fixture in the world they may be able to get through it without him just have him on the bench I guess in case and then after that next week they've got City huge huge game for them uh must win game for them and you can't really have a Saka who's you know he i think it's also clear he's been injured he's been he's playing with injury all season um and i think they yes they can play him in every game possible if they wanted to but i just don't think that's that's how you get the best out of these players and yeah obviously Bournemouth I just don't think Bournemouth is a game that you have to worth risking your your best player really to uh to get the win so I'm 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 thinking he's going to be benched but Arsenal fans on Twitter all think he's going to be starting so obviously they're a bit more in the know than me but that's what that's where my thinking's at yeah I think it's probably fair um I don't they have good enough people on the bench like Trossard and whatnot so um they can move things around for sure uh, probably be fine against a team like Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, I, it is definitely a worrying week. I, I am worried that come the actual game week, I'll have 10 players playing, um, which is a huge issue. And I feel like it's always really annoying to lose out on that. Um, so I, it might be a minus four for me in the end. It might be a one chance for it, but I, I'm definitely not wild carding at this point, I don't think. Mm-hmm. 
case, what, what transfers are you thinking about? I'm still stuck on that dilemma from the last one. I was just bringing in maybe Wilson. I saw, uh, what's it called? Eddie Howe said that it's going to be like a final training session decision made today. So we won't exactly know. Um, and there won't be leaks on that at all because uh, what's it called? They play uh, when? Uh, at like they play second game uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So we won't really yeah. get like that early leak type of thing. Yeah. But I think we should kind of address the uh, the thing we were talking about yesterday, uh, just separate from the pod was uh, Anthony Gordon and how he could be a potential asset. Like with Harvey Barnes now out for I think it's three months or something like that. Uh, the, the that rotation risk has gone away, and he is priced very nicely for someone in a very good Newcastle attack, and also Newcastle have fantastic fixtures coming up as well. So I think he could be someone to target in the midfield. I don't know what you guys think about that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I really like Gordon as an option now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we've been talking. I think there's been a lot of talk about Newcastle assets in general with great fixtures and. Um, Obviously, hoping for more of a turn in form because they are they are clearly a good side. They just had a really hard start to the season. Um, but yeah, when it came to their defensive ta- uh, defensive assets, I think mostly we were, everyone was talking about them because we know who starts, we know who's nailed. Um, you know, you know what you're getting from them, so they're a lot easier to sort of throw into your team. Whereas when it came to the attackers, midfielders. You know, the midfield is, is not insanely attacking, so there's not a lot of options there. And then when it came to the front line, there was so much rotation within the wings and the striker that, again, same thing. We were talking about Wilson and Isaac for ages, but it's just so hard to to go for one of them because of the rotation. But now that Barnes is injured, yeah, uh, Gordon's numbers have been really, really good this season, to be honest. Um, and yeah, he's now got that left wing position in terms of players who are specialists in that position to himself. You know, obviously, Isaac does have the potential to, you know, come in at left wing at points, um, if that's what Eddie Howe wants. But yeah, Gordon, five point, was it 5.5? Yeah, he's 5.6 right now. 5.6, yeah. I think think there's a lot of value there. He's a great enabler, especially for bringing in a big name like Salah. Um, He's a great way to sort of get around that. And yeah, I think he's a good option. Yeah, I think I could see him making way for Phil Foden, who's... Mm-hmm. done well for us so far yeah. and i think yeah he's someone i could potentially swap out for a minus four uh-huh. um but i really need to address more the just the nico jackson gap in my uh mm-hmm. in my front line at the moment but yeah apart from that i think it's it's just it's way too difficult right now this is definitely one of the harder game weeks Yeah, I'm very confused what to do with Jackson. Um, I don't. I feel like Morris <laughs> is a dead end transfer, and it'll book me into a wild card at some point. Yeah. Um, so he might be sitting on my bench this week. He could even be in contention next week to play. <laughs> I doubt. Yeah, it, I but... mean, Broha still looks a step behind. Like he's clearly not up to match fitness and everything. Um, but he has looked good in like the what, fifteen minutes he's played over the last two games or something like that. Um. But yeah, I think he's he's definitely nailed to start. Uh, what's it called next week when they play Burnley? Yeah, I think that was something I was looking at Morris as well. It's like just looking around my team with the injuries. Obviously, that's I think that's one of the reasons why I am wildcarding. Is if I did bring in someone like a Morris, I, I would I would have to play him next week against Spurs, and it's just like it's just a situation I really really hate with my team. And yeah, it's like yeah with Morris. I think often when people are looking to bring him in. 
they are dead ending them teams to try and wildcard. So it's either you do that or you you look elsewhere where there still is actually some fun, cheap options um, that don't dead end your team. But I think Morris kind of is. Yeah. I wish I yeah. wish we knew. I wish there was less rotation also separately from uh, uh, the Liverpool forwards. Like I'd love to put my faith back in Darwin and bring him back into the team. I uh, I burnt him a couple of weeks ago when he popped off against Newcastle. And now I'm, I'm I want him back. Yeah, I have to say I think I think it is possibly Darwin time. Um, I really really like him as an option. Uh, again, I, we've we've mentioned his problems, minutes, bonus. But he's just so. You look at his numbers, and he's so good. And yeah, I think I think Klopp is you, Thomas. I think I was listening back to the podcast. You were saying that uh, Klopp is looking to make Darwin that number nine long term. He's that he's he's what Klopp wants. And yeah, when that's the case, I think he'll be starting most games. And it's two tougher fixtures, but maybe that's a good thing for Darwin, as that means he's more likely to start. You know, if it's a if it's a Sheffield United at home, maybe Klopp would take you know, Gakpo up front or Jota, whereas in tougher games he needs he needs uh Darwin. So yeah, he's 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 a good option. Another one that I like as well, I always bang up his drum, Dom Solanke. He's got after this week Arsenal at home, which even still Arsenal at home, a weakened Arsenal at home, not at all uh, an awful fixture. Uh he's good good on penalties. He's got Everton, Wolves, Burnley, three really, really good fixtures. And at six point four I think he's another sort of fun, cheaper route and a bit of a differential. Yeah, I'm just looking ahead now. Um, I guess more on the Liverpool asset side, uh, Dominic Salzbeslai, or however yeah. you say his name. Yeah, uh, they have a lovely run of fixtures. Would Would you say, say for example, Madison isn't going to play uh, this weekend? Would you potentially swap him out, or if you had a wild card, bring him in for seven mil? Because he seems nailed. Like Klopp said in his presser, I think it was yesterday, that like he's 100% bought in. He's an 11 out of 10, that type of stuff. He's mm-hmm. pretty much nailed to start in that midfield every single game. And he's also taking a decent amount of shots. He scored an absolute banger in the Carabao Cup. Uh, would you consider him, even though he's slightly expensive at seven? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you were saying in for... Um... Madison. Madison, which I don't think I would do. Madison's still a good option, even if he's benched this week, which I doubt I think will start. But after that, he's got two really good fixtures, so I, I definitely wouldn't sell him for Sabozlai. But Foden, I would. Uh, yeah. yeah, Foden, if you are not want, if you can't get to Salah, then Sabozlai is... I guess, uh, like, when you get Sabozlai, I think you have to, like, temper your expectations a little bit. You're not getting Salah. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a good, decent way into that Liverpool team, but I think you're not really terrified every time team lineups come out because you don't think he's going to start he should be should really be in you know in most lineups nine out of ten lineups so he's a good easy uh way to get in yeah absolutely oh this is very interesting but i could do <clears throat> jackson and gusto to cash darwin for the exact money thomas i like that a lot yeah but it would mean that as a um, as he gets benched and comes on for Sacco and Madison if they don't play, which is actually not a terrible. That's not. That's not. That's a. That's great cover. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Um, it highly depends on uh, in the morning. Like I want to see Villa's lineup and Brighton's lineup uh, if it gets leaked. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I think another another interesting 
player I, I you know you can you can tell for this week is uh I mean a lot of people are dead ending their teams as we were saying so if you if that's a plan and not even for a dead end but West Ham have Sheffield United at home and I think that makes someone like Bowen a very very good option this week because first of all they're obviously Sheffield United at home I think they're the worst team in the league worse than Luton and Bowen got benched in the Europa League, benched in the League Cup, but been getting 90 minutes every Prem game. So he should be very good for 90 minutes. Obviously, Sheffield United were awful team, awful defence. And yeah, he could be good for some goals. And then it's two tougher fixtures after that. And then it's Everton, Brentford, Forest, Burnley, Palace. Got a very good run after that. So yeah, he's a, he's a good option right now, I think. Yeah. Definitely, this this week's transfers I feel are going to be very important. Um, make the wrong move, and it's going to cost probably a minus four or something down the road. Yeah, you know, yeah. which makes the, makes the wild card very nice for the mental side of things. But how are you, how are you feeling about that as a transfer last week, Thomas? Mm, bad. Yeah, I, I already want to. I already want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I get lured by that full amount home fixture yeah, I have yeah. to say I've, I've targeted it a few times a season and only City have repaid for it and if we're being honest the City was so effective in that game like Fulham weren't even that bad mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean, we, we've been messaging quite a lot like, and again this is something we see on the pod to target Fulham is that is that now something to stop doing uh, obviously yeah. obviously they have some awful defensive numbers but you watch them and they're not awful they're like they're pretty pretty good team, uh. But you you'll look at their expected goals numbers at the end, and it's horrific. But having watched the game, you're like, they weren't they weren't awful. They were you know they I guess they're just a weaker team, um. And yeah, yeah. so it's, it's 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 one of them where it comes to the eye test with Fulham is, uh, maybe they're not a team to like completely rip up your team to target. Yeah, they 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 did this last year too. They've done it in years before, kind of like. I, I think this is just a recurring thing of the Marco Silva teams. So, um, I'm I'm gonna stop. I mean, I don't mind it as a fixture, but I'm gonna stop like going for it. I, picking Palace, who we knew weren't the craziest attacking team, but we went for the talisman of that team, like hoping that he'd. See, I mean, he's still four shots. I think three key passes, but they're all worth nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I I, I want him on my team, but it's gonna be another two weeks probably. This and the Forest game, so. Um, let's see, we'll see if we can grab a penalty. Really, is what I'm hoping for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think. I mean, yeah, going to that Fulham tide. I think they possibly have the best goalkeeper outside the top six. Maybe is that is that too big to say? So yeah, when it comes to shot stopping, at least he's uh he's been pretty pretty top class for the last sort of year and a bit. Um. So yeah, I think that's a huge huge bonus on their side when it comes to being that sort of. XG stat crusher. Um yeah. But yeah. Do we um do we have faith in pick for this week, lads? It's a good good question because honestly, you look at Luton's attacking numbers and they're not actually awful. They're a fairly um fairly decent enough attacking side. Like let me pull this up. Um you look at their XG in their and their uh 16th in the league right so okay are they not one of the best sure but they're also not the worst either 
So they're more than capable of a goal. It's just, uh, I mean, a lot of their, go- their only goals have come from penalties, right? So maybe that's... Is uh, it only? No, it must have done something else. I think it is. They've scored two... Really? See, this is another reason why Morris three just goals, doesn't need three to be goals. Two of them were penalties. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in the just get me four points or maybe an assist for seven. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'll take it. I mean, one, um, one one thing that strikes out with me with uh, Morris was he had this he had this shot from like twenty five yards out, which was honestly incredible. I think he cuts back in and just hit, hit, hits the hits the crossbar on the post, like that sort of uh, part of the goal. And it was a really really good confident move, which I think is 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 good if you've got someone like him. You want someone to, who's confident enough and technical enough to be able to pull off those uh, those sort of moves. But again, Luton. Their numbers are okay, but I just don't think the quality is necessarily there. So I think maybe it's more of an indictment of Rob Edwards being a, a good manager, but he's just dealing with pretty awful players. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, I really, really hope Saka plays, but it'd be interesting if Saka doesn't play and Eze comes off from it. I do do those moves. Um, I'll have actually a decent team for the week, but it is a minus four, um, which I don't like doing in weeks like this where things are kind of uncertain. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, w- when I was when I'm looking at my team, if I wildcard next week, I'm still kind of forced into a minus four because of my injury issues. And to do a minus four before a wildcard just does feel really stupid because you just don't really have any time to pay that off. Um, I mean, obviously you can pay it off in one week. It's not that hard, but it's just, you just don't give yourself enough time to. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else? Um, so what when it comes to Son, right? This is my sort of thinking. Oh, this is actually good. I, I wanted to talk about Son, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Son, I think Son, when it comes to attacking teams, so teams that play a high line, this is, I think this is what Andrew's going to do. He's going to play Son as a number nine against teams with a high line. And then I think he's going to play him left wing and play Richarlison as a striker against deep blocks. So in the Son versus Madison question, I think I would still lean towards Madison long-term, but Liverpool, I, I would definitely expect Son to get more points. What do you think? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, if I was to get him in this week, it would be because Saka's injured, and I could just do that straight away, um, which I don't mind. But... but... I, I don't really want to do it. I don't really care for the double up with Madison. I think Madison can cover decently. Uh, I think you're right where someone will get moves around. I don't, unless he's banging goals, like I don't think he's going to be striker every single game. Um, and I don't want to deal with that headache, um, even though he is a crazy good player that could be, could really, really hurt rank. Um, but he's still kind of low owned to a certain extent. So, um, but if I was to get Son, like they're locked Salah out basically, which is really tough. Or not, not fully, but practically take Salah out, um, which I think I'm going to need Salah at some point. I don't think I can go without him. One more week, if he scores another eight points or something, I'm I'm going to get him in because I just can't do that. Yeah, Salah. Salah is a big a big one. Um, yeah, I mean, again, two tough fixtures, Spurs and Brighton away. Uh, I don't expect him to get any hauls, but it's still Salah, so I still, still would expect him to tick along nicely with eight to ten points, potentially in both. Um so yeah, he is he is one to really really start to look to you know if obviously wild carding he'd be one to get in, 
And actually, one more guy I want to bring up as well. Uh, we spoke of getting rid of Foden. How about Alvarez, right? I mean, definitely not this week, obviously. Wolves away. But after that, and I was speaking about how we now have City back to full strength with Grealish back, Bernardo Silva back. Um, and now they have a really, really tough run of fixtures. Would you be looking to to sort of offload Alvarez? I get because maybe now there's a rotation risk. Again, he can't play every game. He played midweek, started midweek, midweek. Um, and he's probably gonna be starting Champions Leagues as well. So are you scared of rotation with Alvarez? I'm gonna be keeping him for a while. Uh okay. don't really care about the fixtures. He's he's a starter in that team at this point. There's no one gonna replace him. He can be rotated, but um with the best team out, he'll be playing. And he's in great form. He's a good player. Don't see why. I'm not really going to buy into all the rotation crap. I think Alvarez and Haaland will stick up for me for a while. And then I'll switch that third striker because there's not that many good ones anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you. Um, yeah. When it comes to City forwards, you just, they're absolutely fixture proof. So, you know, especially when someone like Alvarez, yeah, there's, yeah, there's returning players, but I still don't think they'd necessarily play it to that degree that, that Alvarez does. And, you know, as long City's got a really easy Champions League group, I'm sure. Again, they'll they'll win they'll win their first three games, four games, and then they'll happily rotate for the last two, which would be good for for us Alvarez owners. Uh, gives it more minutes in the Prem out of the League Cup now. That's less games there. Um, so yeah, easily stick through. Tough fixtures, but you know what? He's playing playing in a very good team, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, exactly. Agree with that. The only other options really for me are like Archer as in a budget or Darwin if he really is going to be starting. Um, so I don't, yeah, Alvarez is still one of the better ones. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, nice. Do you think we get there? Yep, yeah, I think so.